Hey kids, this is your old Uncle Axbone. You're listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Now let's go draw something cool. Hello everybody, my name is Ian Taylor and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. With me is my co-pilot in all things Marvel Cards. He went forward in time to view alternate futures, to see all possible podcasts that would exist in the year 2020. When asked, how many did you see? 14,605, he replied. How many did you co-host? He replied, one. It's nine, right? It's true. It's really true. In one of these alternate universes, Ian had hair, and he would—he just didn't like me very much in that one, so he never, he never invited me on the podcast. <laughs> it was strange. I was the only one, but, you know. As a, a lone voice crying out in the night, collect trading cards, and the knight replied, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That went dark. That went dark very quickly. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Um, it's it's Sunday as we record. Um, I've turned Alexa on silent and she's flashing red at me. So she cannot be on this podcast. Alexa, no, you can't. Um, but I'll tell you who can be on this podcast. Brian Bode has returned. Our MCU yes. correspondent. Uh, hello. Good morning. <laughs> so, uh... I don't know how many repeat. It's kind of like hosting Saturday Night Live a second time. So, this, is your, yeah. this is your second time. You're the, you're the only, mm, you're almost the only person we've had back twice. Yes, so I think so. Yeah, apart from Norrin, yeah. who turns up every yeah. every week. But I, kind of like well, UFC, I'm a I'm a quick add in host. Apparently, there was somebody else who will who will dazzle in a future show. I'm just kind of hoping to fill in, and it's an apropos week to do so. Mate, <laughs> well, it's it's good timing uh, for you um, coming on because there's been there's been um, uh, disturbance in the forces. The wrong, is the wrong way, but certainly a, a pebble in the in the, in the pond on EPAC this week with the release of Endgame and Captain Marvel, which is kind of the same set, which is confusing people no end um, because I posted that it was coming out and 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 someone said. Are there two sets? And I was like, no, it's the same set because they've rolled them into one. And yet, looking at the configuration of it, it is kind of two sets being one product. Mm-hmm. Bit strange. Anyway, um, so you've you've kind of been wading into that on on EPACs. How's it been for you? Well, I had bought some boxes, the physical boxes, when they came out a while ago, and uh, didn't do so well on those. But uh, I did, I usually advocate for, uh, I don't want the Cracker Jack, I want the prize. But I I did something maybe bucket list-esque, is that I actually, right when the the thing went live, I went and bought six boxes and uh, just wanted to see if uh, I hit something really good that I could possibly, you know, go after one of the big achievements. Uh, we'll we'll talk more about that later. But um, I didn't do great. I did okay. Um, I wouldn't give myself a great score though. But uh, you know, I went and got six boxes. Three of them were shadow boxes as the big insert. Two of them were sketches. One of them was by Ballard. Uh, the other one was by Omar Soto. 
And uh, I did get one autograph, but it's probably the worst autograph you can get. It's the Sonata, the oh. the Asian guy that Ronan. Oh yes. Kills. In the rain. Yes. Mm. So uh, I guess he's a big actor in Japan, but uh, value-wise, it's probably that in the Slattery. I preferred. I would have preferred to have gotten the Slattery, the Tony Stark's dad. Mm. Yes, me too. But, um, so I didn't do so great on it. I uh, did hit one um, short-printed. Um, I'm sorry, the shadow box, the one where if you get all six of the short printed, you actually got one of the insanely great redemption autographs. So one advantage of buying it at that time was that the the biggest fish, who I know you guys all know, started pounding my email or my trade request wanting the (laughs) SP. I ended up trading... That one, uh, that one shadow box card. I end up getting a Michael Keaton autograph out of it. Whoa! Wow. Man, a guy traded me a two hundred dollar card for that one card because if you think about it, you need six of those cards to get. I think it was either the Evans or the Hemsworth or whatever. Which there's Evans, Hemsworth, and Brolin are three insane. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Uh, redemption cards that look really sharp, and um, each of those cards are going to go for over a grand or two hundred. So if you have one of those six cards, you basically have one sixth of that card. Gotcha. So wow. if you take that premise and that this very well healed uh, big player basically was like, I don't care, I'll give you this. You know, this is about one sixth of the cap value. I'm I'm not looking to make money. I just want the big card. Wow. You know, I'll give you a Keaton right here, right now. And I was like, yeah, because I knew I wasn't going to get the other five. So, mm-hmm. right. The guy within a day or at the most two basically got his redemption card. So he he wasn't playing around. Wow. That oh, actually wow. how bad some of the boxes were. Yeah. So yeah. Overall, I, I didn't do well, but uh, I would still advocate that going forward. I'll probably stay out of that. It's kind of like the very beginning of the Hunger Games. It's just a, a mad dash when everybody's trying to run and grab their weapons and everything. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so, I might stay out of that and just kind of lay back and wait. Yeah. Mm. So those are, so those achievements that they're going for, because it's, it's taken me a bit of time to get my head around the structure of it. So from what I can gather, there are three black autographed cards. Yes. There's a Hemsworth. Um, and Evans Captain and America, and a Brolin, and a Brolin, and so those those six shadow box XP go towards one of those. Is that right? If you can collect all six, and you're one of the first, it's either ten or fifteen, whatever it is, wow. people that can acquire all six and basically redeem them. Wow. Uh, then basically you win it's a it's a game completely made up by upper deck it's like we're gonna make these really hard to get on epac yeah first 10 or 15 people that can get all six we'll give you this as a prize and it just fosters buying it fosters trading it fosters um activity yeah here's the list so you have the exquisite collection black auto chris evans and there are nine available Right now, a total. Uh, so there are nine available of those still. First 25 collectors to redeem complete a one shot set. Um, the next one is the exquisite collection Black Auto Chris Hemsworth. And that's fir- the first 10 collectors to redeem a complete Captain Marvel Silver Spectrum parallel set. Those are all gone. 
Um, the exquisite collection Black Auto Josh Brolin, which is the one I think everyone's really dying for, is the first five collectors to redeem a complete one-shot SP set, the one you pulled, right? There are six, six cards, yeah. right? That is also gone. Ah, so the Brolin so it, and the Hemworth are gone. Ah, so it's a one-shot that you pulled, not a shadow box. Yeah, so there's 21 of them. There's 15 that are considered regular odds of getting, and then there are six mm. that are really difficult. Right, right. Uh, so 1 to 15 gets you the Evans, and there are still a bunch of, what, nine of them left, I think you said? Uh, yeah, yeah. Are, are still up for grabs. If you can get all 15 of those cards and redeem them, um, no different than redeeming uh, of Flare Ultra Spider-Man, you know, upgrading to a blacker or something sure. like that. yeah. But, uh, yeah, then you win that card. But once those are gone, so, like, the Silver Spectrum parallel cards, people were – there was a guy a couple days ago who said he would pay $50 for each silver card. Yeah. That redemption yeah. is gone. Those cards are worth a dollar yeah. now. On Do the e-pack forum, yeah. Anybody I mean, holding those now? Yeah. You it's know, over. Ship has yeah. sailed. Yeah. I, so I, I, I got one of those very early on. I, I bought maybe – four packs um and i got one of those pretty early on and i i managed to trade it pretty quickly for i can't remember what i got for it now but i got some good stuff for it um i was happy with that um but um but no those one shots people have been going absolutely crazy for those um and they still are they're the biggest currency at the moment so uh, as soon as that game is over those things are toast those are in my those are no different than strip mine metals cards infinity war they're metal the same card they're about as frequent you know the base ones are about as frequent as the base ones were in infinity war yeah and those aren't worth much now so uh, this was completely a manufactured game yeah. And it's a, yep. a very short time frame where these values for the one shots, as soon as those nine autographs are redeemed, like those things will be, yeah. they'll be like midnight and they'll turn back into a pumpkin. Yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll hang on and wait until that's happened. I'll pick them up afterwards. Cause uh, you know, the one shot, no, they look okay. Um, the silver spectrum parallel set, I'm not fussed about at all. I thought that was, I don't think the the silver effect looked that that great on them. Um, the ones I really like, however, are the that you can get some. Um, there's some achievements that are kind of a softer achievement, so they don't give you the um, the autographed, and that's the exquisite collection black ones. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just going to share my screen now because I've got them here, um, so we can all see what I am looking at. So here, so you've got the exquisite collection cards. Of, um, so the Avengers Assemble and the Avenge the Fallen. So the Avenge the Fallen is that dark set of the posters. Mm. And they're yeah. they're absolutely stunning looking cards. But um, that's um, those were the posters that we used to preview the movie in, in theatres. Um, so you'd see them there. And if you get each of both of those sets, you get one of these, which is pretty difficult to see on my screen. But it's... Um, which is really annoying. Bear with me. Are you going to show me this? Are you going to show me this? Mm-hmm. No, it's not going to show me this. It's, it's a bit slow today. It's a bit slow today. Anyway, you get one of those. Um, and then for the... Oh, E-Packs. I've noticed E-Pack is quite slow today. Um, I think maybe they're... Maybe people are just still scrabbling around to get those last things. Here we go. Right. We can always edit this bit out. 
Oh, there's no rush. I can fix well, it later. There is for there is for me because I want to get there. I want to see these cards. God darn it! Oh, right, okay. and then <laughs> uh, then the Captain Marvel base set is just the regular base set. You get a black one of those. It's Josh Brolin, but it's not it's not signed or anything. It's just a really oh. cool looking black card. Um, but unfortunately, it doesn't doesn't show up that well on here. Um, and then you've got. Um, um, base set achievements. So if you get tier one, you get an achievement card, which is that one. So it's just a kind of an extension of the base set, really. Yes. Um, tier two, you get that one. Tier three, you get that one, because the tier three have got a different color border. Mm-hmm. And then if you get each of those three, you can redeem them for the third exquisite black one, which is that one. A very somber looking Tony Stark. So I actually really like all of those achievement cards. Mm -hmm. So I'll pick them up down the road when everyone's, you know, when everyone's kind of forgotten about it. I think I've got the, I think I've got the, I've got got the first one. I've got the black one. I've got that Letitia Wright one that you get from Avengers: The Fallen and uh, uh, Avengers Assemble. So I've got those. Um, But those those two subsets, the Avengers Assemble and Avengers: The Fallen, are actually really beautiful uh, looking cards. but yeah, it's a it's a tricky old web, but it's definitely you know it's been intense. I think it's fair to say. I've seen some crazy deals going backwards and forwards on the um, on the EPAC forum. Wow. People you know going after these things, and um, it's those those are actually really good um, uh, sketch pools that you had there, Brian, because they're they're kind of some of the most tradable artists that you can get on the group. Yeah, um, for sure. Literally, I mean, people go nuts for the Soto. Yeah, well, the Ballard man. I mean, like, yeah. I didn't have a lot of people reach out. I had several people reach out for the Ballard. I ended up trading the Ballard for uh, uh, a printing plate autograph out of Infinity War that uh, a gent JD Koski had pulled. It was a dual nice autograph of Ebony Maw and Nebula. Oh yeah! Oh wow! So that was one of like the the four that I needed. So I'm down to three to get all of them. I need uh, a Roland. I need one of the Palms, and I need the Scarlet Witch, Captain America dual plate, which would be a bear. But um, no, this guy had one that I didn't have, so I ended up trading the Ballard for that. Nice, nice. That's so cool. Here we go. So let's have a let's have a closer look at these. Um, now that we've caught it up, so that's. That's the easiest black one to get. And I, I can't wait to get that in hand. I don't think the scan does it justice, but I think it's probably going to be a gold foil effect going on there. Mm-hmm. I um, love it. It's so nice. And they've very much taken this this design from their sports side, um, by all accounts. I just think it's a really, really nice-looking card. Um, beautiful. Well, we talked about that last time as well, right? Like this being kind of like, you know, we've talked about players being rookies or signature cards or the first time an actor's taken the role of a character in the MCU. You know, this is kind of them, you know, really diving into that now in terms of mimicking the sports side. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. It's nice. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's interesting that they've branded it exquisite collection as well. Um, I think it's very nice. Very, very um, nice. So that's the Josh Berlin. We'll, we'll put pictures of all these on the tasting notes, folks, for all of you who aren't looking at them. But alternatively, you can go to the trading mar- marketplace on EPAC and look at them for yourself, which is exactly what we're doing. Um, 
Mm. And and the, the Robert Downey Jr. I think it's just it's a nice image, and it's a you know it's a great card. So I think it's I mean, a great way to memorialize that character yeah. too, yeah, especially so for that. Four of them, isn't it? Oh boy, got four of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Old Stephen Frank. Stephen. What um, a beast. Do you think, sir? If you are listening, I don't know if you do. Uh, but what I wanted to do was look at these autographs that we were just talking about. So let mm-hmm. me just get these up here. Autograph achievements. Here we go. So this is exquisite collection. You've also got diamond auto relics um, as well, which we'll come on to in a moment. Um, so this is the Chris Evans. This is the one that there are nine of them left. And you can see they're numbered to 25. That's a beautiful card. I think it's great. Now, Brian, have you got one of those yet? <laughs> no, I have uh, a lot of Civil War and Infinity War, but I don't. I actually have a printing plate from Endgame, a printing plate autograph of Chris Evans, but it's the one in the spacesuit. Oh, but, okay, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But no, I don't have one of those. But I, if you just wait long enough, somebody will pop one on, and yeah, 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 we'll see what happens. That's one of the things I would. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to be like, "Darn, I missed the opportunity," mm-hmm. and I would, I would just say, just cool your jets and just bide your time because. Oh yeah, yeah. When Infinity War came out, the the strip mine medals had the the first to fifteen got the the gold Holland or the gold Brolin or the gold Batista or the gold Gillen or the gold Witch or there were fifteen of each of those cards, and those were every bit as hype as uh, what these are now. And you just wait, and you go on Com C, and eventually, or you go on eBay, and one of them will show up. And mm-hmm. even though I certainly I didn't buy a lot of that product when it came out on EPAC, I have one of the Hollands. I have one of the 15. So if you just bide your time and wait, yeah, I kind of waited in to a, a pool where you really have to be extremely well healed to go get. And it's the same people that get these things. Oh yeah, over and over again. Um, we know the collectors. I wouldn't never. I wouldn't say their names, but everybody who's listening, who's on EPAC, knows who the, the big fish are. So, mm. you know, it seems like the same people end up getting these over and over. Which God bless them if they have the money, they can do it. But mm-hmm. you know, we'll just wait and we'll just yeah. see what happens. <laughs> Market cornered in some cases. Um, mm-hmm. This Hemsworth, on purpose too. Yeah, um, makes yeah. sense. This Hemsworth, I love. I think it's that works car. so well. Um, I think it's great. I think it works great on the black. I'm sure in person those eyes are going to pop really, really nice. It's just brilliant. It's just superb. It's just that really cool. image. Of him and you know what, glowing. Brian, I wanted to ask you, man. Um, we talked a little bit about this last episode, but this is kind of like a different Thor from all the other autograph Thors. Not that there's many, right? But this is kind of like the fat, heavy set, you know, kind of well, Thor. Look as, I mean, that picture doesn't you know embarrass him or anything like that it's basically shoulder up but uh yeah it's a different one it's also one of the f- there's in the thor ragnarok there's the grandmaster's prize possessions where there's a hundred thors that are actually numbered but most of like the iron man tony starks the chris pratt's the all the guardians of the galaxy like civil war the the dual autographs and the single autographs of captain america and all that stuff none of them are numbered it's only a few products that i can think of where the autographs have been numbered the grandmaster's prize possession of ragnarok is one yeah um the even the strip mine metal infinity war the holland that i have there's only 15 of them but they're not numbered i think 
obviously there's going to be a multiplier. If you have number one or number 15 of this card, like somebody's, or if you have the first or the last, somebody's going to ask even more for it, that sort of thing. Right. You're going to get the premium and stuff like that. Do you feel like the ones that are. I don't think, I don't know if they should get it, but I mean, (laughs) yep. Like Uh, Jersey number or anything. So, I mean, I don't know. Um, I agree. I mean, some people collect alpha and beta, you know what I mean? I, I get it. I mean, I always prefer to have alphas if I can for the surfer collection, but I guess, do you, so for your autos, since you're the, you're kind of the, the correspondent for this, do you think, do you prefer the autos that have the hard number on them as opposed to ones that don't? Uh, I don't have any of the Grandmaster's prize possessions. Um, I have a couple from the very first Thor movie. I actually got several of the Dark Worlds and like several of the uh, dual autographs of Loki. Um, I have the Infinity War one. Interestingly, the Infinity War autograph doesn't have printing plates. Um, they didn't release those printing plates. So I don't have any of the numbered ones. I don't know if it would add a ton to it. Um, I just think the card is sharp as it is, and I, I think you know you're getting yeah. a rare one in and of itself. I I think it's cool that they took a little bit of extra effort to do it, but yeah. uh, I don't know how much it adds to it. I mean, yeah. there are sport cards where the numbering can double the value. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. But uh, I'm not. I don't know. I don't want to give a, a definitive opinion one way or the other. I don't think it'll add a ton to it because I think if you have an, if you have a chance to get any of them, I don't care if it's number one five eighty five or two hundred four. Like it doesn't yeah. matter. I want one anyway. Mm. I mean, yeah. right. Hundred percent. Yeah. On on the wow. same on that. I you know, for me, you know, down the road. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. notwithstanding, as we talked about last time, um, you know, I'd be happy to own an autograph. Doesn't matter which set, depending on, um, you know, just from each of these key players. You know, that 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 would do me. You know, it doesn't have to be an Endgame one, although it's the hottest product, and um, I do very much like the design of them. But you know, it could be any of them. I think they're beautiful. I'm absolutely becoming more and more of a fan of the MCU cards. Um, and honestly, the big thing for me for this set that I really am really happy with they did, which we've talked about briefly, is the um, the design of the achievements. You know what I mean? A lot of achievements so far haven't had that kind of premium treatment. I mean, it's great to have a rainbow web foil and a rainbow base and all that stuff, and it's really nice, right? But like... For some reason, these exquisite cards feel very, very, very high end as an achievement. And we talked a little bit before on this show about how achievements are a little harder to price realistically yeah. sometimes because of how they come up on eBay. And not a lot of people know about Upper Deck, about uh, EPAC yet. Mm-hmm. So having them on that black and having them be in a direct you know, advancement of what the cards are looking like in the set, I think are, is really smart by Upper Deck. Yeah. Um, and then the, the other part of this exquisite set, and these aren't achievements, they're just very lucky pulls. Um, you've got the, the white exquisite cards, wow. um, the diamond relics, and these are numbered. Um, looks like it's 25. Um, and they have one of those manufactured diamonds in them. Oh. Um, so I've got, I've got, this is not a new thing for Upper Deck. They did it with Marvel Gems. I've got a black cat. Yes card with a triple diamond in uh, the single diamond which was a 
black cat card which was a black version of that card i missed on ebay years ago it's my one regret <laughs> mm. i missed it <clears throat> because um and it ended it ended overnight my time and i just i fell asleep <laughs> to this day Damn. i'm kicking myself and it didn't go for a massive amount either so mm. i missed that one of one um anyway um there are also diamond cards in infinity war i happen to have you can see Ooh. there's the the diamond card yes oh, and wow. on the back to 49 oh okay see so, they, they don't work oh. quite as well for me because I'm not I'm not sure about That's the shape really cool. on them. There's um, 33 of them I think in the mm-hmm. Infinity War set. Uh, there are a couple characters that have two and three cards, but there's 33 okay. different. Um, and there was actually on the the chat board on EPAC a couple days ago, there was uh, a little discussion about um, the prices of some of the exclusive. The Tony Stark you just showed is numbered to 25, but a yeah. lot of them are numbered to 49. And people are paying two, three, four, five hundred dollars for some of these exquisite ones. Mm-hmm. But the Infinity War ones, like the most expensive ones, are like sixty bucks, and they're yeah. both numbered the same. They're both of the same characters. The only difference is the the Infinity ones are cut, kind of funny to look like the the, the, the gems, the yeah. gems in the background. Mm-hmm. Whereas these have the exquisite, and some people did say that the word exquisite means a lot in overall cards, like the the Patrick yeah. Mahomes and the some of the football and basketball cards I think Blowout is offering $500,000 to anybody who pulls the exquisite Zion NBA logo one of one autograph or whatever it's basically like the best Zion you can pull and I think Blowout has a $500,000 bounty to anybody who pulls that card get out of here are you serious yeah, if you go on the blowout website or if you look it up, there's they they posted in their announcements that they have a bounty on that card mm. that they they're willing five hundred thousand dollars cash to anybody who pulls that card. Wow, wow. But uh, a lot of people were saying that the part exquisite matters. I think. 10, 20 years from now, if there's another, you know, there's going to be a lot of collectors collecting individual people. Those Infinity War cards are going to be every bit as difficult to get as the exquisite just because there's 49 of them, like, you know, these other ones. So either me says the exquisites are priced kind of high or the Infinity War ones are kind of low. So you can decide which one that is. So here we go. And then we've got the exquisite Diamond Auto Relics. Um, which Oof. are basically the same, but with an autograph on, on them as well. Um, Brian, do, does it matter to you if it's a sticker or if it's on card? Uh, I like some of the on-card autographs very much. I think I mentioned the 2001 Star Wars Evolution, the original set. Mm. Uh, I put a set of those together and gave to my oldest son. Those are all on card. So the Carrie Fisher's on card, the Anthony Daniels, you know, James Earl Jones or whoever's, you know, all those, there's 25 people I think in the set. Like it's really cool to have on-card autographs. Mm. But I mean, if you really want you know that card i mean what are you gonna do uh, you you know just wait and pray that they make one i mean yeah. these are cool but i'm i'm not sure this is and i'm sure these are sticker autographs though aren't they i mean the S- they all S- look yeah. like sticker yeah i believe they are yeah Sebastian is probably cut off yeah so yeah. i mean i think you'll take what you can get and i think at this point everybody's jumped in um 
you know, with both feet just collecting these cards because they like them. One yeah. thing that's funny on this set is that there are uh, in the retail or the the physical packs, there were Haley Atwell gold Sharpie signed cards where she signed on card. And in the e pack cards there are Elizabeth Olsen autograph cards. Um, there where she signed like old Age of Ultron cards or Civil War cards or Oh, they're like buybacks. They're one of one buybacks, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. And uh, people are paying insane money for them. And there were a couple of people that were saying that, you know, those are way better than anything else that's come out because they're on yeah. card. Yeah. 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 So, so is- that way, you know, but the pricing, you can get a regular, you know, Scarlet Witch autograph out of Endgame for like 250 $200. $75, $300. And, you know, the people are asking the buybacks for like, you know, they're asking $1,200, $1,300. Yeah. Like, that's a lot extra to pay for an on card autograph. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. To, to me, it doesn't matter at all. I've never. I've never cared if it's on or if it's on the card or if it's on the um, on the acetate stick or whatever whatever that is. Um, I know for a lot of people, however, it does. It's kind of like the whole, you know, to some people, mind. Some people care if a comic book has pence or cents on it in the UK market, and other people don't give a flying monkeys. They just want to own the comic, so because um, it is exactly the same comic, it was just printed with a different different plate on the front. Um, Brian, one thing I will say before we move on, um, I'm just going to put this out there on 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 the on the air. Thank you for the wonderful little taster care package that you sent me with um, with a, a little bit of a. It's kind of like it reminds me of like uh, dealers when they give you well, first a little taste, a little taste just to get you started, you know. Um, and um, Norin, I know you've seen these, but you sent me this marvelous film cell card from Infinity. Those are sick, man. Um, which you know, and obviously it's all digital projection these days. So whether it's actual, am I disappearing? What's going on here? There we go. Here, put Can it, I turn put my it background your... off? Let me turn you my could. background off. There we go. Because I'm in my loft. Where are we? Choose background effect. There we go. It's fascinating listening for people. This is. Right. Talk amongst yourselves at home, will you? There we go. Talk am- okay. There we go. Yeah. There we go. You were telling me about giving you a little taste. I started having Molly Cruz, Dr. Feelgood start going through my head. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we got right. nice little webbed threads from old um, Spidey Homecoming. Um, and the one I really like, the one I really... So these strip mine metals, they're... they're they confuse me a little bit because I can't quite figure them out because I know it's supposed to be metal in there, but for the life of me, I can't figure out. I'm trying yeah, to get it's it a out. Heavy card is made of metal. Yeah, no, the card isn't. That's the thing. The thing inside, when I yeah. tap it, doesn't kind of make. But I think that that kind of inset part is supposed There's to be metal. There's a little bit of metal in there. Somewhere. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen yeah. these. Yeah, that's really cool. But it is a thick card. It's like a uh, Fussum or Fuxum or Marvel Masterpieces thing. That's sorry, my my webcam is terrible. So, well, wow, uh, so it looks like it houses a little nice. metal card inside the cardboard casing. Yeah, yes. kind of. Yeah, it's like it's one of these manufactured. It's like a manufactured patch card, I guess. But it's just got a metal panel inside with with an image on of that it's really character. Pretty. Um, the shots are going to be those before long, I think. Oh, really? Okay, interesting. I think, uh, I think those are going to be akin. The one shots are selling really well right now, but I think it's once that game is over, it'll it'll dry right up. Mm. You can see that. Um, so yeah, they're, they're nice. I tell you, the one the ones that I found interesting were these 
stone cards, these power stone inserts. Oh, cool. So they're little, um, they're little runs. I think there's several of them for the soul stone, several of them for the power stone, several for the time stone, exactly. So they're like, and they're, I think they're all from Infinity War. Yes, they, they are. are. And they're, the, the parallel is you can get that exact same card with the diamond in it, and it's yes. numbered to 49. Yes. So that's like the regular version. And then we just talked about the diamond version, the exquisite, yeah. how much they're that's going right. for. That's right. That was the insert, and then you could get, like I said, the um, you can get the diamond relic, which is basically the same die cut card with the little stone in it, and they yes the back to forty nine. So these these homecoming cards. Um, a little story here. Um, in the like everywhere really in the UK, we've been on lockdown. Um, and they reopened school for some children, notably the very young ones, kind of four or five. Um, um, so my daughter was able to go back to then three, then four days a week for about six, the final six weeks of the term before the summer break. Um, but not so for the older children. And obviously it's, um, it's difficult for people to um, manage at the best of times. But if you're, if you're a 12 year old boy and you're on lockdown, um, it's 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 pretty horrendous. And a friend of mine um, who I used to work with, she's got a 12-year-old son called Caden. So first of all, I'm going to say hello, Caden. Uh, welcome to the podcast, even <laughs> though you're not on the podcast. Um, and I noticed on my newsfeed about maybe about three weeks back now, he'd drawn a picture. Now, bearing in mind, this guy's 12. He'd drawn a picture of, of Matt Smith from Doctor Who. And mm-hmm. it was absolutely incredible. Knowing, I think I might have showed you this. Um I can't I think you that. might have, yeah. I think I might have because you're nodding there. Um, yeah. He drew a picture of Matt Smith and I thought, wow, okay, he's 12. So there's a little spark there. There's a little bit of, you know. And, I, you know, I, I commented on her mum shared the picture on Facebook and I commented. I feel that's what other people comment. And I noticed in one of the comments that, that she she made, she'd replied, yeah, he's having a, you know, he's having a bit of a tough time. You know, we've had a few mm. tantrums and things like that. And, you know, I just thought, you know what, I want to do something nice for him. So I sent him a care package last week. And what I did is I put in a sketch card i was leading with a sketch card because i thought if he's getting into his artistic stuff i'll lead with a sketch card so i put um i've had a joe picar sketch from marvel beginnings of hawkeye now joe picar is a good oh, artist cool. you know yeah he's great black and white sketch really nice um uh, sketch so i put that in there and i put in some other cards so i put in some Fleer ultra x-men just a few of each some marvel masterpieces 2018 i had a couple of spare marvel universe holograms from the 90s i put those in there um and I put in one of these homecoming cards that you sent me. Um, one of um, I chose one that was definitely of his suit rather than the hoodie that he wears in some parts of the movie. I wanted that to be there. Um, and I wrote him a little letter, just a little letter saying, you know, hello, mate. You know, it's a bit tough at the moment. There's something to cheer you up. Um, needless to say, of all the things I sent, it was the homecoming card. Apparently, he just sat there looking at it for ages, just mouth open because it's his favourite film. Um, so, Brian, I just want to say thank you for sending that to me. Um, oh, I so uh, nice. paid it forward and sent him some. I'm going to I'm gonna send him some others that I've got here as well. Um, and apparently he's going to write me a little thank you letter back, so, which would be nice. So, so yeah, 
I just thought it'd be nice to help, you know, because it's, you know, you, you sent them to me and it's a nice thing to be able to do to help someone else out, you know, spread a little bit of kindness. But I think what I'm going to do is probably try and get a, another kind of, I'm just going to cobble together some of those other base set cards from Homecoming and have them shipped over to me. No worries. You mentioned Matt Smith. I have like a Matt Smith story I can tell you real quick. Oh, go on. Do it. Uh, so I went to Wizard World Philadelphia. I think it was like either 2013. I think it was 2013 because 2015, I think, was the big one with Hemsworth, Evans, Hiddleston. And we went to that one and paid an inordinate amount of money for my ex and my kid to meet all of those people. But in 2013, The Walking Dead was a real big thing. And uh, my two boys and her all went and uh, met like six or seven of the cast and was doing group photos. So we're in the the photo area and I'm off to the side. And uh, I mean, the place is packed. You know, there's 35,000 people inside the Philadelphia Convention Center or it was right near the capacity. There were signs that said 38,000 was the most that could be in this 500,000 foot room or whatever. And I'm kind of off to the side and I see there's, you have to wait in long lines to get photos, to get autographs and stuff. And there was a, a little girl maybe like 10 11 who she was dressed up as a Doctor Who character and she had she was sitting Indian style you know just sitting on the floor just kind of watching the photos you know taking place and that sort of thing you could kind of see behind some of the curtains you could see people taking photos and whatnot and uh, I'm just standing there waiting for the rest of the family to get their picture and that sort of thing and here comes the security guard with Matt Smith walking towards the photograph booth because he's going to be taking photographs with Karen Gillan she was there Mm -hmm. and um, the two of them and the two of them were going to be taking photos the next hour with hundreds and hundreds of people that are paying good money to basically have a picture with them. And uh, he walks up, he's coming from behind that girl. So that girl is just sitting there and she has probably sitting in front of her, like about a two foot long TARDIS, like in a box, like a nice little one, but probably like, I would say probably it was at least 24 inches, maybe like, you know, 18 inches high or whatever. And it's laying on the ground in front of her feet. And she's, he's coming up behind her. She has no clue. And she's got like some little, I don't know what the, I only know a little bit about Dr. Who, but she had like a little stuffed, like, uh, what are the little metal bad guy things called? Oh, Dalek. Yes. I think that's maybe what it was. She had like a little, puffy stuffed thing or whatever. So he walked right by her real quick and basically scooped down and picked up that, that little puffy thing sitting on top of that box and kept walking. And she got up, she was, she thought somebody was like stealing from her and like, she gets up and she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he wheels around real quick and flashes. And like hardly anybody saw it. I, I'm just sitting there watching people. He flashed her a really nice smile. I got to give him his credit. She started crying like the Beatles. I mean, she just bought, like she lost her mind and he basically handed her back the little Dalek and kind of gave her a little pat on the head and then was whisked into the area to start doing his photos and that sort of thing and like I don't think her I think her parents were went to go get a drink or whatever like that like I she freaked out and there was it was just her 
And uh, I thought it was like very cool. And obviously that girl was a huge fan because like she, it was, I kind of wish somebody had like captured that for her, but I saw it and I just thought it was really cool. I didn't know much about him. He's incredibly skinny, yes. but uh, there's like nothing to him. But um, yeah, I thought that was really cool. So you mentioned him and I don't ever tell that story. Like I don't even know how many people even really noticed it, but it was, it was cool. I happened to be standing mm-hmm. in a spot where I saw the whole thing coming and it was kind of neat. So that's so awesome. Matt, Matt Smith wasn't a bad dude. I don't know. Obviously nobody thinks hundred percent, but the uh, little bit we saw him, he was pretty good with the fans and whatnot. So Aww. yeah, I've heard good stories that's about so him. That's nice. I've heard good stories. We um, uh, briefly we're turning into a Doc Two podcast here, but I am, um, I briefly worked on oh, briefly for over a year, um, an ex- uh, a thing in London that BBC Worldwide put on called Doc- the Doctor Experience, and it was around Matt Smith's kind of era, and he was kind of part of the promotion of it. And I heard some good stories about him. So apparently, apparently he's an all round good egg. Is, is that's Matt awesome. Um, so as is David Tennant. Actually, I will, I will, I will, I will. Put a vote Put that out there. Tennant as well, yeah. <laughs> David Tennant was um, was in Hamlet that the RSC did when I was working in the West End, and I worked on the ticketing for that. And um, he was um, he was so popular because he was at the peak of his of his success with Doctor Who. But the day it went on sale, there were queues around the theatre and then all the way up the street and then like two blocks over to get tickets when they went on sale and then wow. two days in he hurt his back and it was the understudy for the rest of the performances so all these touts that had bought these tickets to flip them and resell them <laughs> it was an understudy never mind never mind patrick stewart was in it so they still got their money's worth um so end so end game the the interesting thing about Endgame, because it's merged with Captain Marvel, I thought it was the Captain Marvel set. This may be why they rolled it into Endgame. I, they don't appear to have been able to do, do deals with the top people in terms of the signatures on this one for whatever reason. They don't appear to have, have secured them. Because um, I think the there, there are six autograph cards, I believe, in the Captain Marvel set. Um, I think the the kind of the the most known one from my end is uh, Jamon Hounsou, um, the actor from mm-hmm. uh, Gladiator and Amistad and, and numerous other places. Who was an it was absolutely fantastic actor, but they didn't they didn't seem to be able to get um, Brie Larson for it, or at least they haven't yet. Um, and Samuel L. Jackson or Clark Gregg. Yeah, or Jude Law, or Jude Law, or Jude Law. Uh, Ben Mendelsohn, who played um, uh, is it Talos, the um, scroll guy? In that. Mm. Anyway, I'm 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 <laughs> I'm looking at you guys, and you're just shaking your head and looking. I don't know. So, I'm just no. like, I'm have you seen Captain Marvel this now? Have you seen Captain Marvel? You asking me or Ryan? Well, yeah. you, Norin. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was oh, great. Yeah. It was a good film, yeah, wasn't it? it was yeah, good film. Captain Marvel is great. Yeah, uh, I loved it. Annette Benning would have been good. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. She's so, um, so yeah, no, it's a fantastic cast lineup. So, I mean, even if they had the cat, I still, I've, to this day, I've been saying they could probably have gotten whiskers or paw prints or something like that from the cat. <laughs> uh, I would have liked to see something kind of kooky. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't look like they were able to do much. I mean, when we were talking to Jason, right, there was this kind of like, they're kind of stuck with a lot of the post-production pictures. Of course. So yeah. 
that might have cost him some time in terms of putting set together and getting some pictures and doing. But yeah, I would have loved to seen something from Goose. I think that would have been the way to go, even if it was manufactured. Mm. <laughs> like yeah. Piece of his collar. I don't know. Something could have been kind of cheeky and fun in there. I think that would have been really cool. I'm I'm actually quite surprised there isn't a goose insert set, for example. There should be a goose insert set. Not, I think that'd be great. a goose insert set. Would you? He's took all the shell. Brian, so Brian, uh, speculation time now. If there was a goose card that had actual goose fur or whisker or something like that, and it was limited to five or had a paw print or something like that, would that have and or hold value? Would people go after it? Not for me, but I mean, it's <laughs> their own. Not for me. I'm not a particularly big goose fan. No, I just, I don't think, I do own a, a relic of Rocket Raccoon. So, I mean, I, I think I, I, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 had swatch cards and I have one of Raccoon. Cool. So, I, I think it's a kind of a joke. It's just some of the material they used for the prison scenes yeah. or, you know, that sort of thing. So, yeah. you know, I know the prisons guardians of the galaxy one, but it's got that same yellow swatch. I don't know if they carried it over to two. I'm trying to remember if there's a time where they all wear yellow in the second movie. I'm not sure, but, uh, whatever. Oh, yeah, this prison breakout. The prison is the first movie, but in guardians of the galaxy two, there's two relic cards of raccoon. One's black material and it's a short print. And then the yellow one is the more common. I have the more common one. Mm. Oh, interesting. Um, but I mean, so I mean, G- I think it's kind of a, a funny card, and I like Rocket. So, I mean, like, I'll get that. I don't know if I would have gotten anything of, of Goose. Um, I think the Endgame set is is filled with a lot of hodgepodgey. I think I would have liked to have been in the production meeting where they – because it seems like uh, kind of like Oprah, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. I think whatever ideas anybody threw out, I think they pretty much did for this movie. I think it seems like a lot of what they uh, – I think they may know that there's going to be a little gap unless they do something like the MCU 10 set again, where they just put together a set for the feel like creating a set. Like it might be a while before movies are coming out. I don't know if they're going to do anything for Black Widow. Um, They have, I was actually writing it down. You know, I I do think they, they were hoping to get Brie Larson and some of these other people. And then in Endgame, they have the acetate cards. They have the silver version, which everybody's chasing to go get the Brolin. They have the gold versions, uh, the parallels of the base set. You know, they had a couple other insert sets, but not what it seems, the Supreme Intelligence. And I think those have silvers. I think they do. And you have one that you just posted. You know, so I think they they created a ton of inserts just for Miss Marvel, and they kind of tied it into Endgame because they had done the work, and it just makes the set a little bit bigger and a little bit harder to chase, and they can sell more cases, um, you know, just by adding that in there. They put in the uh, – I don't know if you saw any of the Ultron multiple metallic, the one-of-one one cards. No. So if you look, if you go under Endgame and just start searching some of the inserts, there was a, an insert set that I didn't even really remember that uh, it just shows some of the characters and they put in a one of one set into Endgame. Those are in there. Uh, they did. Oh, buy- yeah. Remarkable people, right? Yeah. Remarkable people in Road to Infinity War. They made ones for those. Oh, wow. Um, yes, of course. 
So if you just start scrolling through Endgame, if you go into EPAC and just type in Endgame for search and then just start scrolling and just keep scrolling, you'll see a whole bunch of just insert sets and different things they threw in there. This is kind of like an everything bagel of a set. <laughs> yeah, it's all these. So basically, it's their, it's their buybacks, but they are literally one of ones. Yeah. Um, they put a lot of stuff into this one. I, I think they, I think this was kind of like all hands on deck. They put a lot of stuff in there's a ton of different things to try and chase and i think the aesthetics of the card are pretty good the autograph list is pretty good albeit it's pretty hard to hit one um there's still that pain of there are certain people who have never signed i mean they did get slattery they did get the 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 Asian gentleman who gets killed by Ronan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the, that's one of the buyback cards that are autographed. If you look on eBay, you'll see an Atwell, Haley Atwell. Those are in the physical boxes. The Olsons seem to be only in EPEC. Interesting. Yeah, look, she's physically signed all of these. Oh. And there, there must be a COA. And there's with a them. sticker on the back. Yeah, yeah, there's a COA that's not shown then. That's interesting. So they've got the COAs. Um, for where they've signed on the card. That's interesting. So it seems to me that when they're stickered, there's no serious. They also have the 49 one-shot cards signed by Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so the metal card, there's a... If you look up... One it's, shot autograph. It's, it's a long set of. It's a long list. When you go into a EPAC and you go to insert. there's a couple people. If you just look under, if you just type in Endgame and then go to autographs, you'll see it. If you search Endgame. Yeah, just scrolling down. Here we go. Right. Printing plates. Uh, one shot autographs. Here we go. Yeah, she signed 49 of those. Those are numbered. They're rather nice. It's a sticker, though. Yeah, still, they're nice. Yeah. I like like the layout of them. I like the design. Interesting. Okay. Wow, fascinating. So, yeah, there's a lot of different ideas in here. It makes it it an interesting set. I mean, they've got the sketch cards. I haven't really looked at much of the much of the sketch art to be to be fair um it's a pretty nice lot like it is, i think it this, is a it's nice, a pretty good range yeah it's a pretty it's a, it's a very good list of artists they've got al milgram in here um some Fred of the guys Ian. we've yeah we've had some of the guys here um Eakin hodge uh dominic racho um who else who else have we got i mean there's loads of people i'm just thinking of people that are friends of the shows is dre uh, the Ga- gabe Orsh. Gleeps, um, i'm sorry Gleeps, uh, are they in here? Let me have a look. Yeah, they're here. There's a Thor. Scrolling down. There's a Fred Ian sketch that everybody's wigging out over. Oh, yeah, Yeah, people do uh, that. People do. So there's the Ballards. Now, this is the Ballard that you had. Yes, I traded it away. Mm. Great piece. That's a solid piece. I like that. Pancake wood. But I got a I got a printing plate autograph out of it, so nice. I you can't beat that. That's I, smart. I, beat that too. Well, I'm I have a lot of those, and it was one of the ones I didn't have. So oh, okay, that's kind of your that's kind of your niche on the autographs, isn't it? You you like the printing plate ones. Well, I decided I would go after the Infinity War ones. Oh, okay. I have nineteen of them now. So whoa, how many wow. are you missing? Well, there's there's six there's 15 cards and there's four printing plates. So there's 60, so I have 19 of them. 
Wow. 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 Missing to have all of them. I'm missing the Brolin. I'm missing. There's two different Palm Clemenovs. I'm missing one of the Clemenovs, and I'm missing the dual autograph of Captain America and Scarlet Witch. Wow. Wow. Okay. Also, you'll find them. This is pretty interesting. I just noticed this. They have it under Upper Deck, um, under EPAC, listed differently. Uh, for the Iron Man Dad Auto, the John Starley. Is that how it says? Oh, uh, Satterley. Satterley. Um, there's two versions. There's one where he signs Stark. Yeah. And then yeah. there's the, just the regular autograph. And then he did the regular autograph and put in parentheses Stark. He, uh, Scarlet... Elizabeth Olsen, Scarlet Witch, also did uh, oh, her name, and then she did You Will in parentheses as well. Yeah, and then Red Skull did Red Skull. I think that's great, man. I love that they listed them as different things to get. Oh, wow, I love that. I've only just noticed that. That's fantastic. See, I'd be happy with Ross Marquand's signature, regardless of the Red Skull part, because um, I like him in um, Walking Dead. But John Slattery, I'm a huge Madman Mad fan. Mm. So... Yeah. He's great in that, isn't he? Oh, Madman. I loved Madman. It's such oh, no, a good, good show. Such a good show. Uh but yeah, John Slattery, he was he was fantastic in, in oh well. How many movies was he in? Maybe four of the MCU movies? Because he they was in that had, first yeah. one as a flashback. They first had movie, I think three different characters play Tony Stark's dad. They had um Oh, they had uh, Dominic Cooper. Yes, he was one. He's in what's that movie where he's the priest, or what's the uh, TV show? Preacher, Preacher. Yes. Yeah, that's right. He was one, and then I think there was a, a guy who did one one time, and then Slattery's done it several times as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're fantastic. It's, it's you know, I some of those lower sort of tier autographs, I'd be very happy to have. The, the higher ones are a little bit out of my reach, I think, but uh, certainly at the moment. But but one day. One day I will get them. One day I will own them. Um, so, Black Widow. I think there's going to be a Black Widow set. I absolutely do. Because um, we, um, by the time this episode drops, uh, we can talk about this, actually, because by the time people hear this episode, it will have dropped. So, um, the episode with Bubby Johansson. Johansson. Um, Brian, you won't know this, but this Thursday's episode is Bubby Johansson, who effectively designed a lot of the early MCU and Marvel entertainment sets for Upper Deck. Mm-hmm. He's moved over to the um, the uh, sort of... TCG game. side. Yeah, TCG side now. But he still kind of oversees a lot of things. Um, and... Uh, I forget what I was what I was coming on to say now. Why I was coming on to say yes, he mentioned in passing that there there had been a a, a a card set for every MCU movie so far. So I think it'd be extremely unlikely for them to miss Black Widow out. Uh, yeah, and he was talking about how the releases had to be pulled back and why you have yeah. the kind of weight and stuff like that, which is a really good conversation, really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the other things he, he did mention is, um, yes, it's along those lines, is quite often um, because the CGI work and they don't get the final images with enough time to release the set near the release of the movie. So that's often why there's a bigger gap now between um, between things being made and then released and then between the sets coming out. But actually, the COVID situation could actually help Black Widow because Black Widow was about to come out. Yes. So in theory, that set could come out much closer to when the movie does if 
I'm I'm making an assumption here, but if if the Black Widow movie was pretty much ready to go and ready to roll, they they might get the production imagery a little bit sooner. So we could you know we could see that set with less of a gap than you know as we did with um, Endgame and Captain Marvel. I don't know. I'm kind of speculating here. Who knows? Who knows? It, it um, would be kind of nice if uh, they started syncing up a little bit. You know what I mean? That'd be yeah. kind of nice to give them a head start. It would be. But one of the interesting things that, that Tops do is that they they kind of, with their Star Wars stuff, they release kind of preview sets with stuff that is available from the trailers, for example. So they kind of, you know, you've always got the um, the trailer sets and then they do the Journey 2 sets, yes. which is kind of a retrospective of all the films leading up to it. And it may have 10, 12, 15 cards where they can use images from the from the as-yet-to-be-released movie, uh, which doesn't spoil anything. Um and then, of course, when the sets come out, and the, the Tops did this back in the day with Empire Strikes Back in the um, in the um, early eighties, is mm. they release a first set that comes out around the movie comes out, which has got a lot of stuff in. Then they release a second set, mm. which has all the finished stuff in. So, Rise of Skywalker set two just dropped about two weeks ago, and um, we're what six mm. months after the movie now. But that has all the spoiler images, all the finished CGI images, whereas the first set had some stuff from the movie but not you know all the stuff that would necessarily spoil it um so no maybe that maybe that's an approach i don't know they even did that with the tv series with the mandalorian i have all that stuff i have the trailer set and the uh episode um so hopefully they do that for like wandavision and every you know all these other television shows they'll do card yeah. series for those too yeah. i think that'd be great well they did Age of the shield they've done oh that's right they did um, Agent Carter as cards. Mm-hmm. So they've That's done cool. some of them as well. So I think Upper Deck isn't missing an opportunity. If the if the show has any legs, they'll yeah. probably try to put something together. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, I'm glad they do because, you know, some of the, um, like the Daredevil set, I think, is extraordinary, some of the aspects of it. So, um, You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see the what if set. You know what I mean? I know it's going to be animated, but you're still having a lot of the actors, the big actors the voicing vocals. these characters yeah. mm-hmm. in alternate scenarios. I think that'd be really cool to see like a zombie Captain America with a Chris Evans signature. You know what I mean? I think it'd be kind of, yeah, you know what I mean? Like that'd be really fun. That'd be really cool. I wonder if they'll do that. Or if um, they do the next into the Spider-Verse, if they put a set together for uh, that. Because my kids love that movie. I mean, they, It's a great movie. That's a good one. That's a really solid still piece. Still not saying it. Still not saying it. You haven't seen Spider Verse, really? No, but there's a lot. Right. <laughs> there's an awful lot of films I haven't seen. <laughs> That's fair. I still haven't seen Picard, so I can't judge you. <laughs> yeah. I've seen Trolls Two about fifteen times in the last six <laughs> weeks alone, but I haven't seen the last episodes of The Mandalorian, for example. Oh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> and I'm an entire season behind on Fear the Walking Dead. So, you know, there's a certain amount of stuff that you can't watch with a four-year-old. There's a backlog, and Walking Dead is not one of them, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, as, Brian, what's next for you? Are you you're kind of um, obviously Endgame. It becomes a rush to those achievements, and then it kind of cools off a little bit. Um, but Infinity War is still available on on EPAC, um, so I think Endgame could potentially be for quite some time. So the in-pack autographs could be a steady trickle of those what are you waiting to pop what's next i think i think (laughs) 
I would say there are probably people who are listening who are ruining, you know, missing out on some things. And I think you, there's a post on your on your board saying like, look, this shouldn't be an addiction, you know, that sort of thing. I think there's opportunity. When I was on five or six weeks ago, I I said, and it's true, that there's a big difference between the the Zoe Saldana autographs between the first Guardian and the second Guardian movie. <laughs> In the first one, her card is insanely rare. In the second one, she signed like ZSP on a lot of things. And you could, five, six weeks ago, and maybe this is just a little coincidence, but yesterday, just for giggles, I was looking at Guardian autographs just to see if there are any other Prats and whatnot. And all of the Zaldanas that were like 70, 80, 90 bucks, 100 bucks autographed and stuff, they're all gone. The cheapest one that's on eBay currently is like almost, what, 180, 190 and whatnot. I wow. think there are people who are smart, who are still acquiring, I think... I think, like I said, because there are so many people in other parts of the world, and I think this is a differentiator between like baseball cards and these Marvel cards, is that there are some really big buyers, huge buyers, who are buying in other parts. And even if Upper Deck let the, the this Endgame set, I, I think it's probably, I would bet that they probably produced more of this than maybe Infinity War, but I could be wrong on that. But I definitely yeah. think even if they went pretty big on this, there's so much stuff in it and there's so much desired stuff. And even as we said, there's stuff numbered to 25 and 49. And like, I think the the limits are still there that I think this stuff is all really good. But I also think that if you don't want to compete against, if you don't want to step into the pit, yeah. compete against <laughs> some of the big dogs who are basically much better financed oh yes i think there's things you can go get that i think are are still moving and still popular and still you know focus on the main characters focus on the characters that have an emotional attachment focus on the characters that something happens to focus on the characters that are just well liked you know the the main people i think the more you stay in the the main road you know like i i think you know the original avengers the original guardians the original and even like i would even throw you know maybe mantis in mantis has got a, a cute little hmm. you know she's in endgame she's in yeah. infinity war she's got a couple key lines you know about you know batista she can still see him he can't he's invisible and whatnot and <laughs> you know hurry he's very strong and you know that sort of thing like I, I think some of these characters are still opportunity, and I'm I'm seeing stuff dry up. If I'm really being honest. Yeah. Really. Yeah. There's not as much stuff out there. I mean, there's more stuff coming out all the time, but I, I definitely think this is got traction. I, I definitely think there is a core of people that are just buying this stuff and just yeah. putting it away and just waiting. And I think there's an opportunity there. Um. So, you know, just take it for what it is. You know, I, I think there are some characters that are going to be so culturally irrelevant going forward that, you know, I think anything you get of theirs, I think 20 years from now is going to be worth money because, I mean, within reason, because there's going to be a whole group of people, my kids age and younger, that are just... You know, I remember when that came out and how that was such a big deal. And mm -hmm. I think people are going to go back and get some of that stuff. So yeah. we'll see. 
but uh, I, I definitely well, makes sense. think yeah. out there to grab. And I think I'm just going to wait. I I probably should have waited. I shouldn't have even gotten the six boxes, but I ended up getting my printing plate out of it. I ended up getting, um, you know, a couple autographs out of it. I did well, but, you know, I, I think I could just lay back and just, to, you know, there's things out there that I can acquire. So I don't think there's don't beat yourself up is what I would say to the people out there. Don't worry about it. Like if that really shiny Evans or Hemsworth or one of them will pop available here at some point. So just bide your time. Yeah. Well, it's like we say with the, yeah, with the sketches and the one of ones, yeah, these things always pop up sooner or later. So they do, they really do. They'll get out there. They'll get out there. Um, well, I have to say, Brian, you've kind of ins- you've inspired me to go on a journey with this. I've got um, a ridiculous amount of um, MCU and other cards now on my Apex account that at some stage need to be shipped. I looked at my transfer card this morning, which has got 732 items in, um, <laughs> and that's just the tip of the iceberg, and it will cost me at the cheapest amount $200 to ship it just to a US address. So <laughs> I think I'll be waiting for a while. So none of the stuff I've got on Apex I will have for quite a while while um short of actually driving to their warehouse um but even then it's the it's the cost of them to actually go and get it and assemble my order that i'm paying for for the most part so yeah um so um so yeah so i i at the moment i have access to pictures of all these wonderful things but i don't actually (laughs) look at them fondly i look at cuddle your computer i do i do that more often than not to be fair usually (laughs) because it's got your face on it um <laughs> so yeah, so it's uh, but thank you, Brian. You've really um, you've really kind of gotten me a little bit hooked on them. I've put together, I've managed to put together you know base sets of the majority of the ones I want to go for, um, and I'm filling in the insert sets quite nicely and um, uh, largely thanks to you and, and and a lot of other people. So thank you, I really appreciate that. No worries. You made the choice to jump in. I all I did was just talk about it and stuff. It's something that uh, I'm into, and uh, you know, I, I I think it's it's pretty cool. And uh, I was really sad when Endgame happened because my boys were eight and five during the first Iron Man movie, and you could feel, especially after the the post credit, they did that little three and a half minute homage to all the people that had been in the Endgame movie. Yeah, yeah. With the with the almost the graduation esque. Yeah, Music. yeah, like that and the amazing. autograph on the credit of the screen yeah. and all that stuff. Oh, that was really so cool. well done. That was so well done, and I think it was the Russos even saying that this is very much a pivot point where this era is kind of ending, and they're they're yeah. branching out into a, a new era. And now that I have kids that are going off to college and whatever, and they they happen to be luckily the right age to be on this entire ride. I think what Upper Deck did was or what Marvel did the last, you know, 13 odd years or so was pretty amazing. So, uh, yeah. you know, I think there's a lot of emotional attachment to it. So I, I wouldn't undersell the importance of that going forward, that mm. the, these actors and these movies uh, just carry a lot of weight. Yeah. So uh, I think, like I said, like, 
in the 80s and 90s, the, the Mickey Mantle craze went ballistic because there were a lot of people my dad's age who used to argue between Duke Snyder and Mickey Mantle and who was better and Willie Mays. And they all, you know, played the outfield and they all had their strengths and weaknesses and whatnot. And just having that emotion of like the idyllic 1950s. Yeah. Yeah. Like affected my dad and a bunch of other people and the mantles, even though there's a ton of them, became a big thing. And I think mm. if history is your guide, I think this could be something as well. So I think I think you guys are all when you, we're all old and gray. I just hope that uh, you know we leave something that's more valuable than what we bought it for, and that we pass it on and whatnot. So yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I think this stuff is pretty cool and obviously it was growing up and just seeing the comics and now having all these things come to life and mm, seeing mm. them as well you know the CGI effects and uh, the great storytelling and all that other stuff I think it uh, sells itself very well basically I'm hooked you know so yeah. I don't know if I'll ever be as much into the Fleer Ultra Spider-Man and that sort of thing the, the art is wonderful don't mm, don't mm-hmm. the, the motion of the the whole movies and tying it in with the kids and all that other stuff is why yeah. I, why I'm in the area that I specifically am in. Yeah, no, that makes uh, sense. It's nice to have that personal connection. It's, it's you know, it's, it's, what, it's what it's all about. You know, knowing having met Chris Evans and Hemsworth and Hiddleston and watching um, Sebastian Stan clown around. Um, <laughs> we went to Rhode Island Comic Con and saw Sebastian Stan and. It was an interesting minute and a half or whatever while he was signing my kid's shield. But like a little kid, Dolph Lundgren was a couple booths down signing autographs. And he's like, is that Dolph Lundgren? I am totally getting a picture with him. Like Sebastian Stan couldn't have been more geeked about meeting <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. And he kind of almost didn't talk to my kid maybe as much as I might have liked because he was like – like a kid himself that's Ivan Drago you know like he was completely geeked and his hand there was like yeah he goes oh my god I'm totally going over there (laughs) like you know having met a lot of these people as well at some of these comic cons is uh, pretty cool the uh we met Anthony Mackey, and he's like, where are you guys from? And we're like, yeah, like, you know, upstate New York. He's like, the Buffalo Bills. I like the Buffalo Bills. He goes, oh, yeah, I, think they're, I think they're doing pretty good. They're up and coming. And, you know, like, he couldn't have been cooler. So just meeting these people as well and having my kid, who was young and impressionable, have this shield signed, getting to meet his heroes and stuff, yeah. like, oh, yeah. that's you can't compete with that. Like, um, I appreciate the art and everything, but having met all these people and having these interactions and whatnot is just Mm. insane. So I think that's a really great perspective to have too. Right. And I think from the comic book side, it's a similar thing when we meet like artists and writers, right. For the comic books and the characters, Mm. right. Both card sets offer that same kind of personable convention, kind of like ability to meet the person you're collecting. Right. In a strange way. And I think that's great, man. I think that's really wonderful and gives me a very unique perspective on MCU Mm. for sure, especially the cards. I mean, ever since you've come on, I just watch the autographs now and I'm like, all right, what character do I want to go for? Do I want the wasp? Like I keep figuring out, like, who am I into? Because I kind of want to do like a little master set or whatever. I need to get one of her. So, yeah, you just mentioned somebody that I want to shag one of. So no Paul Rudd, but what are you going to do? 
Yeah, Yo, so there's well. no Paul Rudd. I was I was I was gonna ask. Nothing. Wow. There is there is a not on an MCU card. Wow. Did well, he sign that, for like Parks and Recreation? Didn't he sign for some set? Like Was there a Parks and Recreation? Maybe Maybe you're right. Oh, That's I the mean, only thing I Yeah. He, he what, might was have, he he, what what else was he in? He was in some TV show. Pass. Yeah. Parks and Rec, you're right. Pass. That was he, he has signed on an MCU set. The signature's just so small you can't see it. Ha uh, uh, clever. Very good. Very uh, good. <laughs> I'll get my coat. I'll get my coat. Um Brian, thank you for this. Um I really appreciate you coming back on. Um I think Endgame Endgame's, you know, it's gonna be available for people to buy for a bit. So, you know, it's it's seventeen ninety nine for four cards. However, all of them are physical and it's high risk, high reward. So if you pull something, you know, it's chances are it's gonna be pretty good on the auto front. So there was a guy who, a hockey collector, who bought two packs and hit a Brolin print plate oh. because of <laughs> one of the people I talked to the most on the EPAC site then bought it from him for twelve hundred dollars. Wow! Wow! So, Imagine well, having twelve hundred dollars in your back pocket. Games, but there was a, a guy who, and it was probably smart. I, that's kind of why I was like. If I hadn't bought the six boxes, I could have gone and hit that guy up. So, I mean, I would have been happier with just that one card than everything else I acquired. So, mm, yeah. But, uh, no, there there have been statistical anomalies, to be sure, in here. There are some people that you don't know. Maybe they bought a whole bunch, but they purport, you know, I bought one pack and I hit a Chris Evans autograph or whatever. So, I mean, like, who knows? You just don't know, man. But that's part of the the scary kind of gambling aspect of the of the hobby. But there is there is a benefit to knowing exactly what you want and what cards would make you happy, especially when you go to buy and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I, I, that does make a lot of sense. I mean, I've seen it too. I've seen reports of that as well, where people are pulling crazy things. Well, we've got we've got a couple in the group. Yeah, yeah. There's one guy in the group who who did pull a cap. So. Um... And he's kind of like has no idea, <laughs> you know. He wants, he knows what he wants for it, but I don't know, don't know if it will necessarily um, move in the group. It will move eventually if he wants to sell it, but yeah, you know. So you know, it is what it is. But good, but good luck to him. Um, we um, we should probably wrap up. Um, our artist intro this week is one that you have heard before. Uh, Axbone has returned uh, to grace our uh, opening. Brian, you haven't heard his intro yet, but uh, believe me when I say it is fitting um, to have a man (laughs) of your stature on this uh, show with Axebone doing the intro. Axebone is an absolute dude. Um, So um, I'll send you a link afterwards. You can feast your eyes on some of his artwork. And believe me, it is a feast. Um, and um, uh, that's that's about it, really. Any any last words from you, Noren? Any any pearls of wisdom? Anything to say to our audience and our listeners? I'm just grateful for our correspondent coming on today, and I just appreciate him uh, doing this with us and informing us of MCU cards. Really, yeah, this is so much fun to always hear from you, brother. No worries. I appreciate your guys' time, and it's fun to have the conversation. So anytime. Absolutely. Awesome. Great. All right, folks, as ever, you can find us at the MCC pod on Facebook, on Instagram, on the Twitter and on YouTube at um, forward slash Marvel Car Collectors podcast because at the MCC pod was not available. How dare they? 
I've written a strongly worded letter. I have. Um, exciting uh, episodes coming up. Exciting episodes that we've recorded that haven't yet been released. Uh, year two continues. And uh, I'd like to say we're blowing the bloody doors off. We're blowing them off. I'm terrible about that. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> Enjoy collecting, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our Facebook page. You can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Please take a second to subscribe, like, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Our podcast can be found by Googling at the MCC pod, which will also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Our Facebook community is at MCCW, Marvel Card Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time. And remember, it's a small hobby, but a fun one. Make mine Marvel and enjoy collecting. <laughs>